What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. It's the Week 8 pregame preview edition of the Weekly Cheese. The Packers have a short turnaround as they're taking on the undefeated Arizona Cardinals on Thursday Night Football. It should be a great game. A lot to get into. COVID has infiltrated the Green Bay Packers locker room, taking away some of the Packers' most important pieces on both sides of the ball. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. We're about to get into everything you need to know going into Thursday night's matchup right here on the Weekly Cheese. Super Bowl, Super, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. I am your host, Joe Ivan, and let's break down this upcoming Thursday night matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. It's going to be a tough game for the Packers. The Cardinals are a very talented squad. They're playing great football, and right now they are widely considered the best team in the league, and they should be. They're the only undefeated team left. The Packers, they seem to have adversity uh, as a theme to start this season. But uh, on top of the fact that they've been playing through injuries since week one, they now have a COVID outbreak within the locker room, which a couple weeks ago when the only couple guys on the list of uh, the COVID list were Lancaster and Malik Taylor, luckily they're both okay and they've recovered and they're back. Um, but when it was just them missing time due to COVID, it was something that we could deal with as a, as a squad. But now, the COVID, the COVID has infected the team in a much more serious way. On Thursday, the Packers will be without defensive coordinator Joe Barry and wide receivers Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams. Obviously, a huge blow to this squad heading into Thursday's matchup for supremacy in, in the NFC. If the Packers win on Thursday, they will have to be considered the best team in the NFC, beating the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona with such a diminished squad, no Devontae Adams, a backup defensive play caller. The Packers will be relying on defensive backs coach Jerry Gray to call the defense, and they're going to need a couple guys on the offensive side of the ball to step up and make some plays, some impactful plays against the best record in the NFL. Um, the number one area that I will be looking at going into this game and the area that I believe if the Packers win, they will have the strongest chance of coming away with victory on Thursday is the third down and red zone conversions on both sides of the ball, but specifically on the offensive side of the ball. The Cardinals have a very strong red zone defense and they lead the league in third down stops. And right now the Packers, they're not – Doing too hot in those two categories. They're third. They're the 13th ranked offense on third down, and 23rd overall offense when in the red zone. And that's strange for the Packers. Uh, these are two areas where they topped the NFL last season, and they're going to need to dominate these two areas on Thursday to come away with a victory. Um, a big reason for this being that the pass protection really hasn't been as strong as we're accustomed to seeing as Packer fans, to start this season. There's been injuries all along the offensive line, 
and the, the consistency there um, really had they had consistency consistency hasn't really been there. Uh, Aaron's been sacked 17 times this season. The Packers are without Bakhtiari, who I doubt he'll be back on Thursday's ninth game. They they were they were without Elton Jenkins. They had Yash Nyman lining up at left tackle. They're now without Josh Myers. Lucas Patrick's in there. Runyon is starting at left guard. There's just been all sorts of things going on up front, and the, they've played well, but the pass protection has not been there, specifically on these third down and red zone situations where the Packers obviously need to throw the ball, and teams are just throwing blitzes at them left and right. Aaron's been sacked 17 times, like I said, and the Cardinals have a top-five pass rush in the NFL. They've accumulated 19 sacks this season, and they have studs along their, uh, their defensive line. Marcus Golden has six sacks this year coming off the edge. And coming off the other edge, they have Chandler Chandler Jones, who will be back this season and has five sacks alone. Yeah, they came all in week one against a very ugly performance from Taylor Luan, but Chandler Jones is a stud, and he's going to be coming off the edge. And it's going to be up to Elton Jenkins and Billy Turner to solidify the edges and make sure that these two rushers don't have a day. Because if these rushers have a day, things could go south for the Packers very quick. That's why, like every week, it's vital for the Packers to protect Aaron Rodgers. If they're going to win the game, they're going to need to win the battle at the line of scrimmage. I mean, the Cardinals' pass rush is a huge reason why. Their pass defense overall has been so good. On average, they're only giving up an 84.5 passer rating to opposing teams' quarterbacks. And they've been up against some good teams. They play Matt Stafford this year. I mean... They're the fourth best in the league in opposing quarterback passer rating. Um, and it's just vital that Aaron Rodgers stay upright, have time in that pocket, and move the rock. I mean, in order for the pass game to work on Thursday without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, Aaron is going to have to have time in the pocket. And guys like Randall Cobb and Bob Tunyon, they're going to have to get open down the field and make plays. Um, fortunately for the Packers, it does seem like Marquez Valdez-Scanling will be returning from his hamstring injury after missing the last three weeks. And having him back will be nice. It'll add that deep threat to the field in Devontae Adams' absence. And with Alan Lazard being off the field, it's just another set of familiar and trusted hands out there for this team. But this game also provides a great opportunity for guys like Equiminius St. Brown, who's been making plays over the past two weeks. He's stepped up his performance for him to make some plays. And a guy like Amari Rogers, the rookie, who's only had about two significant plays this season uh, with the ones. It'd be nice to see Amari Rogers get in there and, and produce. I mean, the Packers are going to need for at least one of these guys, if not both, to make a play on Thursday, to move the ball, move the chains, and, and, and score some points. With Aaron, with Aaron Rodgers' favorite weapon and, and trusted set of Alan Lazard hands who you saw last week had five receptions and 60 yards on one drive alone, scoring a touchdown right before the half. Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are irreplaceable for this Matt LaFleur offense and, and the, this Packers team. So other guys are going to need to step up big, and I'm excited to see if they do. But unlike Sunday's matchup with the football team, on Thursday, the Packers, I believe, are going to have a run-heavy approach. The running attack must produce. 
The Cardinals are giving up five yards per carry, which is, I believe, the second worst in the league. And unlike Sunday, where the Packers were throwing the ball around the yard and the running attack was barely featured as compared to most weeks where it's a very balanced attack, the Packers were very pass-heavy against the Washington football team. Um, I believe that's most likely because they knew against the Cardinals they're going to need to pound the rock, and they didn't want to have Jones and Dylan take all these reps unnecessarily. Um, it's a short week, and the running backs are going to be fresh. They didn't have a huge workload on Sunday. So expect to see them to run the ball a lot and look for both of those running backs to produce at a high level. I mean, the interior of the line's going to need to step up their run blocking. Um, Runyon's been pretty weak as a run blocker this year uh, overall, so it's going to be imperative for the interior of Runyon, Patrick, and Newman to generate push and open up holes, but they should be able to against this Cardinals defense, who, again, is giving up five yards per carry. And my bold prediction for Thursday night is that the Packers have over 180 rushing yards as a team, and they dominate time of possession. Defensively, as I stated earlier, the Packers are going to be without their defense coordinator. Joe Barry won't be on the sideline calling plays, and this is just another hurdle for this Packers defense uh, that has been riddled with injury since the start of the season. But luckily for us, Packer Nation, former defensive coordinator and beloved defensive back coach, Jerry Gray will be calling the defense. And I can confidently say that I speak for everyone in Packer Nation when I say that the defense is in good hands. Coach Gray has been an NFL coach for the past 25 years. He spent eight years as a defensive coordinator in this league. And since arriving in Green Bay at the start of the 2020 season, he has been a stellar defensive backs coach, and he seems to have really gained the trust and love and respect of each and every single player in that locker room. I believe in Coach Gray. I think the team believes in Coach Gray. I know the coaching staff believes in Coach Gray. I know LaFleur does. And he will have them ready to go. And this Packers defense will continue to play at a high level and fight through the adversity that is presented to them like they have throughout the entire first third of this season. I mean, the Packers' defense has fought through every single adversity. Started with Zadarius Smith not being there. He played week one. He was hurt. Hasn't played since. Jair goes down. Kevin King goes down. Preston goes down. But thanks to the play of guys like Devondre Campbell, who stepped up when the Packers needed a middle linebacker, Who like Rashawn Gary, who's been playing lights out this season, like Rasul Douglas, coming off the streets. Three weeks with the Packers, starting 50 snaps last week, playing at such a high level, the highest graded defender on the Packers against the football team. They're going to be ready to play, and they're going to need to be ready to play, taking on one of the NFL's most potent offenses. Kyler Murray has been phenomenal this season. 2,000 yards, over 2,000 yards, 2,002 yards, 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's leading the league, I believe, in completion percentage, 73 and a half. I mean, he has endless offensive weapons. De DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, 
They just signed Zach Ertz. They, they, they have two solid running backs. I mean, the secondary is going to have, they're going to have to have their best game of the year. Hopkins might be a game-time decision, and hopefully he's sidelined. That would be nice if both of our number one receivers were down. Sort of even the playing field there, but can't think like that. The Packers are preparing as if DeAndre Hopkins will be on the field. And if he does play, Eric Stokes is up for his biggest challenge of the season. It's practically a boss battle for Eric Stokes, who's been going up against talented receivers week in and week out. I mean, Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson. He's been going up against some very good receivers. But DeAndre Hopkins is at the top. I mean, he's right below Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams number one. DeAndre Hopkins is an arguable number two. It's a boss battle for Eric Stokes, and he's going to have to step up. Who knows if Kevin King will be out there at this point. He practiced in a limited capacity all week last week. Didn't suit up on Sunday. Maybe that was to get him to Thursday. If if he's out there, great. If not, Rasul Douglas is going to have to start again. He's been stellar at this point with his limited time with the team. Shannon Sullivan has strung together a couple of solid performances. And this secondary has been heating up with Jair Alexander being out. Against all the odds, I thought for sure with Jair and Kevin King going down, the Packers' secondary was going to be a problem. And it seemed to be when Yadam was tasked with the starting role. But Russell Douglas has been a savior. They've been heating up. And it's all thanks to the play of the edge rushers and the Packers' pass rush. The pass rush has been solid this season, and they're going to need to continue to get after the quarterbacks and go after Kyler Murray and contain Kyler Murray. The Cardinals' pass rush has been mediocre as well this season, just like the Packers. Murray's been sacked 16 times, and the Packers' pass rush has been effective, to say the least, despite all the injuries that they've suffered. This season alone, the team has 18 sacks, and 130 pressures. Last week, against a very talented Washington football team offensive line, the Packers came away with four sacks. Rashawn Gary had two sacks last week and has been one of the NFL's most productive pass rushers all year. 35 pressures this season alone. Last season, I believe he had 37 pressures, so he's nearing his season total just eight games in. And chances are Preston Smith will be good to go. It'll be nice to see the trio of Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, and the newly acquired Whitney Merciless get after Kyler Murray. And when they do pressure Murray, it is imperative that they contain him to the pocket and don't allow him to run all over the field willy-nilly. I mean, last week, Heineke rushed for 90 yards due to his ability to escape the pocket and evade the pass rush. And if the Packers aren't careful, Kyler Murray can have a 2012 Colin Kaepernick-type performance on Thursday, and no one wants to see that. The Cardinals have two competent running backs and can easily control the game if the Packers don't come ready to stop the run. I mean, Chase Edmonds is a stud. He's averaging six yards per carry, and James Conner runs hard, and he finishes the drives for the Cardinals. He has six touchdowns this season, and if Kenny Clark, Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry... The Packers' defensive line can't win the battle up front and contain these backs on early downs. The Packers are going to 
be in for a long night. There's a blueprint to beat the Packers, and that's to control the line of scrimmage, run the ball for four or five yards a clip, break the defense down slowly, and dominate the time of possession. And they cannot allow that to happen. We saw it week one. The Saints were able to do it, and it got ugly. Every time the Packers get their ass handed to them on national television, it's due to the fact that teams are running all over them. It's a common trend, and it cannot happen on Thursday. It really seems like every time Aaron Rodgers goes to Arizona, something ridiculous happens. I mean, you look back to the 96-point heartbreaker back in 2010, or, or, or the double Janus, as I like to call it, in 2016, the back-to-back Hail Marys to tie it up, another heartbreaking overtime defeat for the Packers. And this game on Thursday night has the potential to be the game of the year. It's, an, it's a crazy matchup for Thursday night football for the number one seed in the NFC. Ultimately, these two teams match up very similarly on paper. And, and they're very close to one another in most dis- statistical categories. However, the Packers are a six-and-a-half-point underdog going into this matchup with the Cardinals on Thursday night due to the fact that the Packers, they're, they're without their defensive coordinator. They're without Devontae Adams. The cards are stacked against them. But adversity is not new for this Packers team. And I genuinely believe the Packers will rise to the occasion and come ready to play. Preston Smith could be back, should be back. The guys on offense will step up. Expect for an Amari Rodgers and Equiminius St. Brown to make a play. MVS should be back. We'll have the weapons needed. The people that need to step up will step up. And the Packers will leave Arizona with a hard-fought victory against all the odds, sitting at the very top of the NFC at 7-1. My prediction, the Packers win 31 28 in a glorious victory on the road. Before we head out of here, I'm going to kick it over real quick to Chris in the corner for his locks of the week. All right. I have to issue a formal apology to all of my fellow cheeseheads. I was on a heater leading up to two weeks ago, which brought me on this segment in the first place, and I just made a fool of myself. I had to take last week off because I couldn't even step outside, I was so ashamed, but I've recollected and I've come back guns a-blazing. This will be the first official week of Chris's Corner, so let's start it off properly. Let's do it. I like the Dolphins plus 13.5 against the Bills. Miami is 0-3 at home and 1-2 on the road. They're not great, but they're not totally horrible with Tua on the field, and Jalen Waddell is coming alive. I think the Bills handle the Dolphins, but double-digit spreads are massive for the NFL. However, Josh Allen might have something to say about that, but I'm willing to take the risk. I doubt the Dolphins win, but no doubt they cover. Ride or die, I love a plus sign, especially at home. This means very little for this team, but we're taking the Lions' money line against the Eagles. The Eagles average 22 points a game. The Lions average 18. The Lions are dying for a win. I feel like I say this every week, but they really are. And it feels like a Thanksgiving game to me for some reason. I don't know if you agree with me, Joe. I think this will be a really ugly football football game in every aspect. And I don't think the Lions can lose anymore. Every game is just a devastating ending. 
I know I'm not allowed to say that. I'll take the slap on the wrist, but it's just heartbreaking to watch as an unbiased fan. All right, next we're taking the Pats plus six in L.A. The Chargers are building a decent home crowd, I guess. It's still weak as hell. The Pats are 2-0 on the road, so I love that. They both average a similar amount of points, believe it or not. But Mac Jones is gaining confidence week by week, and he threw for over 300 yards for the first time last week, and I think you know, he'll finally be allowed to throw outside the numbers a little bit more, and he'll attack that weaker Chargers defense. Last but not least, our beloved Packers. I'm taking them money line. I think Aaron stuns the Cardinals. He knows the deficiencies that the Packers are going into Arizona with, but I don't think he wants to win any game more than this one on Thursday night football. I think it'll be the best game of the year without a doubt. And that game comes with two props. I think Aaron Jones, while I'm staring at some Aaron Jones touchdown squares as we speak, has two touchdowns he went off for multiple touchdowns the other week i think he returns with the performance similar next joe amari rogers is going to get his first touchdown grab i was just reading an article about randall hyping up amari and eq just like you said i think he'll make a play and i think that play will be his first career touchdown in arizona that wraps up Chris's Corner for this week. I will be reporting back next week with the results we've been looking for. Let's go, Cheeseheads. Let's go, Pack. Go, Pack is right. Great segment. Chris in the corner. We'll be checking in with him every week to get his picks. You heard him, though. Amari Rogers, Equiminius St. Brown, one of those two guys is going to have to step up and make a play on Thursday. That's going to do it. For the Week 8 pregame preview right here on the Weekly Cheese. If you like the content, remember, like and subscribe down below. Follow us on Instagram at theweekly.cheese. Find us on TikTok at theweeklycheese.podcast. we be posting funny TikToks related to the show right on there. We're doing pretty well on TikTok. Over 500 likes already. Also find us on Twitter at theweeklycheese. Also catch us on Spotify, however you like it. The Weekly Cheese is everywhere, and we will be coming to you with video very soon. Things are moving here at The Weekly Cheese. I'll talk to you all on Friday. We'll break down everything that goes on Thursday night. And, as always, remember, the cheese stands alone. Go Pack Go, everyone. Come on,